The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning, Happy New Year, and welcome to the first Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life episode of 2014. I am so glad to be doing the first show of this year with my close friend and colleague, Betty George. Betty is a leadership and life coach uh, like me. She's here in the Washington, D.C. area, and she's also a faculty member of the Georgetown Coaching Leadership Coaching Certificate Program. Good morning, Betty. Good morning, Kate. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I'm so glad that you are. You know, this show, as we know, is called The Best Laid Plans. Um, and it's really about, I think, you and I decided that our show would be about what to do when the year you had, that would be last year, wasn't necessarily the year you intended. So given that we have done so much work with intentions and how to use the turning of the calendar as a time to kind of realign yourself and to set a sense of purpose and direction for the year ahead, um, and given the challenging years that each of us had in 2013, and I know many other people did as well, we really wanted today to um, pause and look at how to make sense out of uh, where you are and and what you need to do when what you set out to do isn't exactly what happened. Um, So, Betty, this is our third show together, and for the past two weeks, we've been replaying our episodes um, from the two previous years. Uh, The first one, you and I reflected on ways to set intentions for the year ahead and the importance of setting intentions and the difference, maybe, between setting intentions and setting goals. Um, Last year, we actually talked about how to reflect, how to ring out um, the old year using the three marriages framework, the marriage of self to self, self to other, and self to work. And that was a very robust conversation. We then talked about um, in the marriage of self to self, how to think about um, making sure that you have health, mind, body, spirit, and emotion, and also this idea of center. So those are the two previous shows that we've done. Um, this year, I know we really wanted to um, to continue to work with those themes, but maybe to put them into this practical and realistic context of, you know, the the real life uh, experiences that we actually have, um, and how to how to think about this. And, and I, I believe that you and I are going to be excellent case examples because 2013 kind of kicked our butts, which is uh, not a very poetic mm-hmm. way of putting it. But there's a lot of um, there's a lot to be learned and to be absorbed from that experience. No question. Um, yes, no question. So I thought that we could begin maybe by. Um, by talking a little bit about our 
our aims for 2013, and, and we could spend this first segment here just talking about what actually happened, um, and and maybe reflecting on, uh, you know, we set out to do what actually happened, and what does it mean? Okay, so what actually happened for you? Well, uh, let me start with my intention for 2013, which was inspired by Margaret Wheatley. We had just heard her uh, at our Georgetown Alumni Conference right before we had our radio program, actually. Mm -hmm. And so I set this rather lofty-sounding intention. Looking back, it makes me kind of giggle, actually, because I said I wanted to be, quote, an island of sanity, unquote. That's Margaret Wheatley's phrase, which is to be a calm, compassionate um, presence for my clients, my students, my family, and for myself. So that was my intention, and what actually happened was quite different. Um, So why don't you talk about your intention for a minute, and then we'll talk about what actually happened. I I, want to be reminded and hear your voice around your intention. I, I just chuckle when I look at mine. And think, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So, what about yours? Well, you may remember that you coached me live on air last year, toward the end of our second radio show on the subject. And um, my, so I set an intention for each of the four domains: mm-hmm. mind, body, spirit, and emotion. And as as I reflected on <clears throat> those intentions, I think. You know, my intention was, from the domain of the mind, was actually to get my ideas out of my head and to do some writing and write a book proposal about, especially about visionary leadership. And I can tell you that I did make progress on that with the help of the Nebo team and also a talented woman named Elizabeth Needham. Um, We made progress. We did not yet submit anything, and there's still work to do. So I cannot cross that off my list. Um, I, I didn't abandon it. I did work on it um in the domain of body my intention was to move and i even went so far as to say that i would try to walk 30 minutes a day and uh really get up and get get going get moving physically and i did okay in the first half of the year i became sick in the middle of the year and that really derailed me and caused me to really look at what i was gonna how i was gonna uh, conduct my work, my life, um, needing to spend some time getting better. So I did join a gym and I did do uh, more movement again in the fall. I, again, I don't think I abandoned that intention and I probably wouldn't have done all those things if I hadn't, if I hadn't intended to. But I will say that, um, that my body participated in the year by not not letting me take it for granted. I actually mm-hmm. had to give it a whole different kind of attention. And yeah, yeah so that was a little humbling, actually. Um, I, I think, you know, mind, body, spirit. I, I wanted more time for creativity. And I think as I grappled with some things, some family illnesses and my own illness, uh, creativity kind of fell by the wayside for me in the second half of the year. And, um, and then emotion is the do- is the domain where I really am proud of myself, Betty. I um, <laughs> I <laughs> intended to be very present for people in my life and to really work on understanding my own emotions and um, bringing you know connectedness and, and emotional awareness to my relationships. And I think that is the one place where I feel like I I upheld my intention. I learned a huge amount, but I'd say overall. I really thought I was going to 
glide through 2013 in this kind of, um, I don't know, enlightened outlook, but I, it, it was harder and I, yeah. I really had to work hard on my intentions. Yes, I know. I know you did. And so did I. I, I you know, I, it's so interesting. I was reminded over and over as I thought I was going to really stay centered and be calm in this compassionate presence. Most of the time, I was challenged in tremendously uh, difficult areas. And my, my deep triggers were, uh, you know, soft spots were triggered, and I became reactive rather than calm quite often. So uh, I learned, really, that it's important for me to tend to my own well-being in order to be supportive of others. So I have to be as tender to myself as I do uh, try to be with others. That was one big piece of learning. Um, and it made me recognize, back to our conversation around the three marriages last year, that that marriage of self to self requires that um, that we find ways to live in the midst of the uncertainty that's all around us. And, and for me to move past anxiety and worry and fear, uh, it, it, it really, really is important to take care of myself. And so uh, I had many opportunities to uh, get pushed to the edge and then to go back and remind myself, okay, what do I need to do to take care? And that involved a a lot of uh, practical steps like seeking support systems, like making sure I was connected to to you and others in my life who provide me with uh, stability and perspective. I also had an opportunity, though, as I moved through this, I learned a lot. I, I really did experience my very best self, my calm, peaceful, compassionate self uh, at times in really, really powerful ways, especially as the year progressed, um, hmm. especially with my learning circle, for example, at Georgetown and my coaching clients. That part of my life really seemed to be strengthened somehow as I began to practice uh, begin to look at myself, I think, in a different way. Well, you know, it's good to hear you talk about it because what I'm hearing you say is some really challenging, tough things happened that could have knocked you knocked you off course, but you you returned to this idea of, of marriage of self to self, which mm-hmm. for those who are maybe new to this conversation, what we're really talking about is how is your relationship, your long-term relationship with yourself and how healthy is it? And so for you, it sounds like your awareness that you were getting triggered or, or knocked about a bit allowed you to return to this question of, you know, what do I need and how am mm-hmm. I doing and, and take care of that even as you coped with things that came up. Is that a good way of putting That's it? That's really a, a very clear way of, of describing it. And I mm-hmm. think uh, I, I'm much stronger as a result of this challenging year. Uh, and I hear that and see that in you as well. Um, so we can. Well, thank you. <laughs> really, really. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Kate and so, I have at least have kept our sense of humor at times during this year, too, and just sort of chuckled about, huh, this is not going the way we expected, right? What is happening? What is happening? What is it here that we need to be uh, paying attention to? Yeah. You know, one thing I wanted to just 
bring attention to for a moment before we close this segment is when you coached me at the end of the last show and I said I wanted to walk 30 minutes a day and I got very specific, which is yeah. what we, we definitely advise people to do when they're setting goals to be mm-hmm. you know, detailed and specific and you know, every day 30 minutes and so on. But what I found about that, and this is back to a reflection on goals versus intentions, is that because I said that, I knew that I wasn't doing it, right? So yeah. if we actually had to evaluate me, did I or didn't I walk 30 minutes a day? The answer is no, I didn't. And so the tendency when you get that specific is to um, black and white, you know, success That's or failure. Right. Whereas the year before I had, I had intended to choose ease at every opportunity in my life, which was broad and allowed me lots of experimentation, lots of success. So I guess I learned something about giving myself more latitude. Yeah. So if I had just had the intention to move more, I probably I probably have lots of examples of that. On the other hand, goals have their purpose too. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Um, Betty, I'm so glad you're here with me again. It's actually uh, a lot of fun and, and in my experience, unprecedented to um, – to share with our audience the experience that we've had and to sort of put ourselves out there as an experiment in the uh, never-ending process of looking at the fresh opportunity that a new year offers us. Um, So right now we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm really hoping that we can talk more about strategies for making sense of a challenging year. How does that sound to you? That sounds perfect. Okay. We'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly-based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy, with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Stocks. 
stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. This is Kate, and today I'm talking with my dear friend and colleague, Betty George. Um, we're doing our third annual show on ringing out the old year and ringing in the new, and we're specifically talking today about how to start fresh when perhaps the last year didn't turn out exactly the way that you intended it to. Um, as coaches, we know from our clients and from running our own businesses that this is um, this is life. So right before the break, Betty, we were talking about... We were talking about what really happened um, for each of us in 2013, and and I was um, sharing with you that I've noticed that where I got very specific last year, it um, it gave me clarity about what I needed to do, but when I didn't do it, it actually felt like failure a little bit. And so we were talking about the difference between an intention mm-hmm. and a goal, and I wonder if you would care to reflect on on that distinction a little bit because I know that goals are helpful too but I I think there's such a big difference in uh, the feeling I have about setting setting and upholding an intention versus when I slipped into a more goal-oriented approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do need both and I think, I think what you and I have learned over these three years is the power of an intention that stays with us uh, in, a, in a more uh, dramatic and positive way uh, without having, it's more of a reminder rather than something to live up to. And I think I said in our very first uh, show uh, that intentions are to live into rather than to live up to. And they really, we've learned, they really do feel different in that way. They encourage us to uh, pay attention to what's what's happening and how we're doing and to recalibrate when we notice that we're not living into our inten- intention. But it's a very dramatic difference to me to, to say, how am I doing and what am I learning, rather than what have I achieved, have I met my goal or not. And as you said, there are I set goals and I have to-do lists and all of that as well. But the intention, it seems to be have, have an energy about it that is a wonderful guide uh, and way to calibrate as you go through a year. Well, you know what I did find myself doing, Betty, is um, even in the, I don't know, the ups and downs, the intensity, the chaos of 2013, <laughs> I kept reverting back to my 2012 intention mm. of choosing yeah. ease. Yeah. And I even had some people I work with say, like, Kate, what if you chose ease? You know, what would you do? And I realized, okay, that really resonated. And I feel like maybe now I'm two years into practicing choosing ease 
with lots of uh, life lessons to practice on. So strangely, I kept my original intention even while I tried to work on moving and producing some things and so on. How about you? Did you find that you were still connected to your original intention? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and what what is I thought about, and we, I know we'll talk about this in the at, at, towards the end, what our intentions are for this year. But I have found that my intention to be connected and present to myself and to the people in my life, uh, that was my first year's intention, has stayed with me. And it's, it, it, it is a constant presence, just remembering that theme. And then for last year, the being a calm and centered and compassionate presence and island of sanity certainly has stayed with me. And I'm keeping both of those uh, with me into this coming year of 2014. Because, I'm, you know, I, I find that, as I said before, it helps keep me on a, on a path of... Uh, a path of growing, a path of continuing to open, and a path to uh, overall, I think, a sense of well-being and wholehearted living. Mm, I like those words. So, I don't know, maybe this is even kind of radical. We don't have to make a whole new resolution every year. <laughs> I know we're not talking about resolutions, we're talking it's about intentions. It's kind of a but, in a way, but, but I yeah. think we've discovered for ourselves the power of uh, being get, taking the time to reflect, to look back, to get clear about where we are, and then set an intention about how we want to be. And it's much more about how we want to be than it is what we're going to do. That can mm-hmm. be a separate sort of set of a, a separate list, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So I wonder, you know, as as we as we make sense of a challenging year, um, I think. I think in a nutshell, um, for me, 2013 was a year that um, brought unexpected and unexpected things beyond my expect, you know, beyond what I was planning on and also that I really couldn't control, you know, whether it was the health of people I love or some things that happened in my business with client changes or other things. There was, it was the unexpected and uh, the impact of that on me in the business. That was really my challenge. How would you how would you describe sort of in a nutshell what was hard for you? Well, it's very similar. I think uh, for me it too was unexpected uh, challenges with uh, it, within my close within my family, the issues of health and issues of uh, that really um, have shifted the way I have to, that I, I'm living my life. So uh, I don't really want to get into all the specifics of that, but I think unexpected change, <laughs> this sounds kind of crazy, I've learned to expect the unexpected in a way. So that is requiring me to be, again, in a place of, uh, uh, with a strong foundation somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, to live within the sea of change that we're always in. I think we we imagine that we can predict and control somehow, and if we think of all the possibilities that are exist, we can manage that and make things turn out a certain way, and it's just not like that. And in our heart of hearts, I think you and I know that. Just to have mm-hmm. it thrown up in our face all year long, 
<laughs> was somewhat exhausting at times, and certainly uh, just repeating the, the lessons, I think, of that. All right, so we are moving it. We are in uncharted territories. And you know, it's not just us. We're hearing it from all around us. And certainly, it's, it's the way of these times that we're in. That's true, and, and I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with the idea of making sense of a challenging year, and I wonder, do you think it's important to pause and try to learn from the year that one has just had, or is it okay to kind of like dust off and move on and not spend a lot of time there? What do you think? Well, that's a good question. I, I think it, it is a good idea to learn. From to look back and see what you've learned, kind of recalibrate is what I call that. And say, all right, well this this is this is where I am now as a result. What what's different about me? I also think we've talked a lot about it, gratitude and appreciation and celebration, if you will. I think it's important for, especially given what you and I have uh, dealt with all year long, is to also remember those moments, those times of uh, for which we are grateful. And I, so I think looking back is important. Uh, what have true. we learned? What are we grateful for? What do we appreciate about what's happened? And, you know, what, what, maybe even what would, might we have done differently? Hmm. But I think we can then leave it be and move on from there. Okay, so we don't have to wallow in we don't wallow our in mistakes it. or, no, or no, re- no. rehash and reform or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. We just, I don't think so. Yeah, and I love what you just said about gratitude and noticing what what actually did go well, or maybe there was a really um, challenging experience where you handled yourself in a way that you're proud of, you know, or that you feel reflects um, your intention, even if the you know the situation itself was something that you wouldn't have wished for. Um, And I can I can think of some times like that when I look back at the year, um, specifically related to the health of my family members, my extended family. I, I found myself able to really be present to to them without panic or without anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I all these years of um, practicing um, being present really helped me stay there when I needed to, and I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll uh, let me add one piece too. For me, I alluded to this earlier. I think I mentioned this earlier that I found uh, that my my work. My work with my clients, my work with the students at Georgetown, my learning circle, that was where I feel I was at my best. And I, I really could be fully present and connected with them, even though a lot of other anxiety and angst was swirling around. And that was incredibly reassuring. Uh, and also reminded me of something I think it's important for, for, for our listeners to hear, and that is when we're doing our work in, in maybe the largest sense of the word, uh, our work is, if we're doing right work, that is what we're here to do, and that is uh, rejuvenating and fulfilling and important. So it's a huge it's a huge learning for me or reinforcement of something I think I knew but really hadn't experienced quite as dramatically as I did this year. You know, thank you for for making that point. That's a very important um idea that when we're doing 
right work, work that really is an expression of our gifts and of who we are, it's a source of rejuvenation and strength and perspective. Um, and, you know, so as we're actually working through this, <laughs> through this hour, we're, um, I, I want to summarize for our listeners that making sense of a challenging year means, yeah, definitely pause and think about what happened and notice what actually happened that you can be grateful for, that you can feel good about, as well as those hard things and maybe the lessons or the, the, the life lessons or the wisdom that may come from those experiences. Maybe just tell yourself the truth about how hard it really was. Mm-hmm. And then don't dwell. Get ready. Yep. Move That's on. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, and be glad for the places in your life where you can see that you were able to handle these challenges because you're actually doing the right work or you're taking good care of your marriage of self to self, perhaps. Um, so we are going to take another break right now. Um, Betty, when we come back, I really want to uh, get into the conversation about, okay, year's over, new year ahead, let's um, refresh, let's start again and talk about kind of the mindset needed after a tough year for starting again with new energy. How does that sound to you? That sounds perfect. Okay. This is Kate Ebner. My guest is Betty George. We're talking about best laid plans, when they go awry, how to get back together again for the new year. So we'll be right back after this break to continue this conversation. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email... 
please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back once again. This is Kate Ebner, and as you know, I'm talking for the third year in a row with my friend and colleague, Betty George. Betty and I are, um, we're really in a study, I think, over a couple of years on the subject of setting an intention for the new year, the power of that act, and the lessons that we have learned and that we uh, would love to hear actually you and about your learning experiences as a result of um, perhaps practicing this idea as well. Um, Today we've been talking about the year we just had and the way that it wasn't quite what we intended and what to do with that. Um, Betty, as we begin this next segment, you know, I want to shift us to a conversation about letting go of the year we just had and actually turning toward the year that's unfolding in front of us. And, you know, do you think it's important to continue setting a new resolution at the beginning of the year? Or is it maybe artificial to just say, okay, 12 months passed, let me state it again? Do you think that's important? Well, I I do. And because, you know, I feel... We, for me, it's important for me to just continue my own uh, development, my own movement as a human being, uh, moving towards uh, not not a perfect way of being, but moving towards uh, towards wholeness. I, I think is the way I would like to think about it. So yeah, I think it is important to to. I'm holding on to my my former intentions, as we discussed earlier, and carrying them forth. And I I think I'd like to expand and ha- and add to that for this year. Is that the yeah answer, the question you're yeah I, I am think I so. I mean the right question. I think so. I mean, I guess my question is: so many people get discouraged with yeah. New Year's resolutions and feel like it's a waste yeah. of time. But what what I wanted to just hear you on is the question of. You know, is it a waste of time if it didn't work out the way you thought? And what I'm hearing you say is, it's important keep keep going and carry with you the intentions that are important from previous years, as well as uh, allow yourself to add and continue to expand as life happens. That's correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. Good. Well, you and I have talked a bit um, in preparing for today's conversation about. How to how to regroup? You know how to reboot? How to how to start out again? And you know one of the things that you said to me is it's very important to stay in the flow of um, of life and not try to sort of seize hold and take charge and and force control back over, <laughs> especially. Right. And could you just say for all of us a little bit about the the, the philosophy or the the idea of um, staying in the flow? Well, you know, it's it's interesting that whole idea of being in the middle of the river. Actually, I, I heard that metaphor first from uh, from Meg Wheatley, who who got that whole idea, the metaphor from the uh, elders of the Hopi Nation. So, for for our listeners, I'm going to read this wonderful uh, message from the elders of the Hopi Nation that really does address this whole thing of staying in the middle of the river. I think we have a tendency when there's a lot of chaos and confusion and worry and upset in our life to kind of hold tight. And in fact, one of my clients said that to me just last week. You know, I said, so what did you do? And he said, I I just held tight. That's what I do. I just hold tight and wait for it to pass. 
Well, this is kind of the opposite idea. So let me read what the Hopi elders have, have come forth to share with the rest of us. To my fellow swimmers, here is a river flowing now very fast. It is so great and swift that there are those who will be afraid, who will try to hold on to the shore. They are being torn apart and will suffer greatly. Know that the river has its destination. The elders say we must let go of the shore, push off into the middle of the river, and keep our heads above water. And I say, see who is there with you, and celebrate at this time in history, we are to take nothing personally, least of all ourselves, for the moment we do, our spiritual growth and journey come to a halt. The time of the lone wolf is over. Gather yourselves. Banish the word struggle from your attitude and vocabulary. All that we do now must be done in a sacred manner and in celebration, for we are the ones we have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. So for me, the message there is really quite, quite clear. Push off and go into the middle of the river and know you're not alone. Look around and see who's there with you and have that... Uh, the word together comes to mind. We are in this together uh, and move with it rather than fight, rather than resist. Rather than struggle. And rather than struggle, yeah. I, I think that this is um, such an important and wise uh, expression for you to share because I think that so many times when we feel like we're in a rapid flow and it's not, we're not in control, we have the urge to try to get to shore and climb out and regain our our perception of control you know it's sort of like wait 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 instead of just going with it and mm-hmm. when you read that it seemed to me that wait, it's really an invitation to allow the experience to carry you forward rather than try to try to regain I keep going back to this phrase regain control that yeah. perhaps you never the illusion of control <laughs> well it's you know the, the truth of the matter is that Right action often does not usually follow our best laid plans. And so right action, whatever that may be, generally comes when we are in a place of curiosity, a place of not knowing, a place which requires us to be somewhat calm in the midst of all this swirling. Um, But right action follows that kind of inner pause, that place of quiet where we can see somehow the future emerging. And, and, and when, we're in the, when we're holding tight, that doesn't happen. When we're holding tight, we re- revert back to our old habits, our old thought patterns, our old ways. So there's something about being in a place of curiosity, a place of trust, and having the others around you who support uh, as you're in the midst of this, your, your support system in place. You know, you've made that point a couple of times, the importance of looking around to see who's with you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, noticing the others around you, seeing that you're not alone. Um, why do you think that's so important when we start out a new year, especially? Yeah, I do. I, I think, you know, there are... It, it, it's, it's a... To have people who really... Uh, appreciate fully where you are in your journey, on your journey, is is different from just uh, forming a, a, a 
having a group of people who don't quite get it who, who might care about you. So, so I, I want to make a distinction here, and I don't know whether I'm making that very clear or not, but there's something about having, uh, well, Margaret Wheatley calls, calls it the warrior in, within, other warriors, people in your community of uh, learning, people in your community of spirit who, who really resonate with the journey we're, we're on. You and I do that for each other. We have others in our life who do that with us. And, and this is what we are, I think, trying to communicate as we have this conversation with listeners today. Um, there are many others out there who and find them in your life, who they are, that can uh, be there for you and with you. Holding hands. I, my, I gave my husband a birthday card this, this year. His birthday is just before Christmas, and I, he, we're getting older. You know, we're in our 70s, and I said, you know, the, the card said, as you climb the ladder of life and you get higher and higher, it's probably a good idea not to look down. <laughs> and I added, but it's really important to hold hands. Mm. Nice. That that's the idea I'm talking about. Well, it's, it's really a, it's very important, and I think it it's as important in hindsight, you know, reflecting back on the year we all have had, and as it is looking forward at the year we're about to have. The idea of doing it together, you know, and I and I think that um, here again for those of you listening. Is there somebody in your life who you trust, who you feel like you can be yourself with and let down your hair, so to speak, and not have to be impressive, um, not have to be on top of things? You know, those are the people I find are the people that help me the most when I'm able to just be open and vulnerable and share and not have to carry a uh, an identity of success of any kind into that conversation, um, Betty. You definitely have done that for me in the past year, and I really and, and the past ten years. <laughs> so I really appreciate that, and I'm I'm glad to have that in my own life. I hope others do as well. Um, you know, we have just a, a few minutes left before we take another break, but you know, standing on the well not standing we'll stay in the river we're in the river it's a new year we're flowing forward um i think it would be interesting to hear you for a moment betty on your intention for 2014 and then i'll share mine well i you know it's been interesting to to come up with my intention for this year uh as i say i'm holding on to the other two because i'm still working that the idea of being connected and present the idea of being a common centered presence um and this year i'm i'm using the word simplify and i really had this idea came to me uh from marion woodman who talks about the crown of age and as you know i've been working with this whole idea of aging I'm one of the things she suggested, which is going to be my intention, is to simplify what is outside and to develop what is inside. And uh, what I'm recognizing is my strength now is really a spiritual strength, and it's my responsibility, I think, to develop that, to be strong in that spirit, the, the domain of spirit, back to the four domains, body, mind emotion and spirit so that's my intention to simplify what is outside and develop what is inside what does that mean about the simplifying what is outside well i think that means keeping my life as uncomplicated as i can doing what is really important and not doing what is 
what is not or what is unnecessary. It's about, I'm in this mode, which I am in every January, of cleaning out clutter, getting the clutter out of my life, out of my mind, you know, as well, and spending time with people that, that are, that are nourishing and that I can nourish, uh, being really kind of selective about where, how I spend my time and with whom. That's a, that's a piece of simplifying for me. I've done a lot of this because I have MS and I've had to learn to manage my energy. That's my big challenge. So I've simplified in that way already quite a bit. I think there's more to do here. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and for elaborating as you've just done. I think maybe we'll save my intention for after this break. And we could also then, I know that there's some another reading you'd like to share with our listeners that hopefully will inspire us all to, to have heart and continue to, to flow with the year that's, that's unfolding. This is Kate Ebner. My guest today is Betty George, and we're talking about um, ringing out the old year, ringing in the new. We'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus Drug Discount Card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance, and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies. But 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. It's Kate and Betty. Uh, we are wrapping up an hour of reflecting on the year we had versus the year we had thought we wanted to have and where we are today and how to move forward from here. Um, we're going to resume um, 
right back where we left off. And Betty, thank you. You shared your intention so beautifully with us before the break. And I promised I would share mine as well. So, would you like to hear it? I certainly would. <laughs> I haven't okay. heard it yet. No, I know. All. We haven't talked about it. Well, I'll, like you, I'm going to carry forward my choose ease. That probably is going to have to be a lifelong intention for me. It's so valuable to me. So, I'm going to keep choosing ease. From last year, I'm going to take the intention to move, just plain move, you know, in every way. Um, and by that, I, I guess by move, I mean um, physically move. Uh, I also mean move things forward, you know, like the book proposal, finish it, you know, just move things uh, from where they are to where they logically can go next. And um, so I'm just going to keep that word. So choose ease, move. And then what I want to say for 2014 is, um, hmm, I'm needing a verb here, but uh, I'm going to say one step at a time. Ah. And my intention is to focus on the step in front of me instead of the end goal. Um, and I, I think that that's going to help me enjoy today and what, whatever it is that I'm, I'm working on or I'm involved with. And I think it's also going to mean that I bring that presence and attention to the, the step I'm in. So my, my intention really with one step at a time is to really bring my full awareness and my full presence and my full commitment to each step. I love that. I think that's really, really well said and perfect. I, I do. I, it really is about back to being present, isn't it? Hmm. Moment yes, it to moment. Step by moment. step. <laughs> step by step. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, you know, as I, as I say it, it feels like a relief. So I want to share that too for those listening. Oh, good. That um, this so. little, well, I don't know, just these three ideas together seem like a great way of being. Back to your point that our intentions are really a, a, a statement of a way that we want to be. I feel like I can, I can choose ease, I can move, and I can go, you know, I can do one step at a time with, with real presence and awareness. So it feels not only doable, but like a good way to go. I feel good about it. Good. I do too. <laughs> Thank you. So I know that, you know, um, during our break, you mentioned that you wanted to return to my question about kind of why bother setting an intention once again after the kind of year we just had. Um, you had a thought you wanted to share with our listeners. Well, it's been so interesting for me uh, to, to think about uh, this, the, the idea of hope um, and how can hope sometimes... Come uh, give us a sense of uh, really well. Let me let me go. Let me back up. The other side of the coin of hope is fear. So if we and this relates back to the goal setting kind of conversation we have, that we hope we can make a difference and we hope we can achieve this particular goal. There's an underlying fear there that we fear we won't, and I, I've struggled with that a little bit. And I found this incredible quote from Vaclav Havel that really has helped me understand hope is a part of who we are as human beings, and there is a, uh, a sense of it that is deeper than uh, the hope that's connected to the fear that something 
will happen or won't happen. So let me read that and see if that makes sense to you and to others. Hope is the essence of being human. It's a dimension of the soul, an orientation of the spirit, an orientation of the heart. It transcends the world that is immediately experienced and is anchored somewhere beyond the horizons. And I think that's the, an element, of that, that description really is what ha, keeps you going when you're in the midst, in the middle of the river, not knowing what's going to, what the future is going to bring. Hope is independent of outcomes, and it is as basic to being human as compassion and intelligence. And it's a hope that's free of, from fear because it's not dependent on success or afflicted by failure. I wonder what it is. Is it hope for positive change? Is it just the idea that it can be better? It's just the idea. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the big question, isn't it? It's about uh, taking one step at a time. It's a hope in a deep and powerful sense. Not the same as the joy that, that things are well. This is back to Havel. I'm quoting some more. Not the same as joy that things are going well or willingness to invest in an enterprise that is obviously heading for success. Rather, it's an ability to work for something because it's good, not just because it stands a chance to succeed. Mm. So it takes us right back to doing our work and taking one step at a time and being committed and it, I think it relates really beautifully to kind of the, the dilemma that you and I have been in, a, a, a bit of a dilemma as to, huh, so what do we do with all this kind of experience that we've had this year and so many others have had? Well, you know, I want to end, Betty, with, our, with your, um, one of your intentions around together, to being, yeah, doing right. this together. So I'm going to share a poem for everyone by David White, who we know I love. Um, this poem is called Everything is Waiting for You. And I'm just going to read it and then we'll say goodbye. Perfect. Your great mistake is to act the drama as if you were alone, as if life were a progressive and cunning crime with no witness to the tiny hidden transgressions. To feel abandoned is to deny the intimacy of your surroundings. Surely even you at times have felt the grand array, the swelling presence, and the chorus crowding out your solo voice. You must note the way the soap dish enables you, or the window latch grants you freedom. Alertness is the hidden discipline of familiarity. The stairs are your mentor of things to come. The doors have always been there to frighten you and invite you, and the tiny speaker in the phone is your dream ladder to divinity. Put down the weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. The kettle is singing even as it pours you a drink. The cooking pots have left their arrogant aloofness and seen the good in you at last. All the birds and creatures of the world are unutterably themselves. Everything is waiting for you. Thank you. Thank you, and I want to thank you for joining me yet again to reflect on on the, the opportunity that a new year provides. And Betty, I know that everything is waiting for you in 2014. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, everybody. And Happy New Year to everyone. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. 
Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 